0: And welcome to the Unlucky Frog Gaming Podcast. You're joined by your usual host, Sir uh, Josh Harley, Ben Porter. Hello. Hello? <laughs> well, I, I didn't know
1: what you were doing there, if you were like doing a bit was, or
0: whatever. No, I was introducing you as I normally do.
1: Right, okay. Well, anyway, yes. we'll talk about this later. <laughs> no, I'm not but okay. um we we are joined on this special UK Games Expo. Woo! post-mortem podcast post-mortem what (laughs) well what would you call it it's not dead well right okay (laughs) UK Games Expo summary podcast we are joined by a man known for his massive organ
0: uh it's Ron Jeremy <laughs> Sorry to disappoint you, it's Ian McAllister but That's better actually, hello Ian McAllister of the Giant Brain Hello, how are you doing guys? Yes, grand, exhausted yeah, ex- Extremely
1: <laughs> sweaty <laughs> yes. as well. It's uh, yeah. very,
0: very humid yeah. I mean, I, I appreciate having conventions in the height of British summer because it is nice to go somewhere to different when the sun's shining and the city's going to be looking at its but, best but, but not
1: when you are encased in the body heat of 10,000 nerds Yeah. It's it's a terrible way to go. Yeah. (laughs) The
0: the heat of a 10,000 nerds. That that is not an exaggeration. No, it was. uh, so, So, UK Games Expo has been growing every single year. I believe it is now officially the third most attended. Uh, tabletop convention in the world think so yeah uh, which is an achievement in of itself we we had Richard on the show a little while back so well done on a great job Richard frankly because I think everything was ran, certainly from our point it of view. It is
1: worth seeing Richard and his army of volunteers. Oh, absolutely! Yeah. Because, uh, because it is <coughs> an almost military scale operation. This expo.
0: We we had uh, images of Richard addressing his volunteers, much like uh, Saruman addressing the hurricane New
1: power is rising.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but no, well done, guys. The uh, I I cannot fault uh, the way the show was organised. So, and that is no mean. Thing as uh, herding 10,000 people uh, I believe would be tricky. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um, let's dive into the expo. Yeah, well, we have so much to cover. <laughs>
1: let's start with the, the Thursday night press preview because we were all there. Yep, yes, we
0: so what happened was uh, there was a window of a couple of hours where uh, those of us who were lucky enough to score press passes uh, we're given an invite uh, to uh, have a chat with some of the exhibitors uh, early. Some of them had set up little smaller stalls, uh, demonst- either demonstrating their games or showing off what they uh, a, a little taster uh, an aperitif. So, if so you as
1: far as I'm aware, no one was playing games at this event. It was really just the designers. Um, a, a lot of them had like a copy of the game laid yeah. in front of them, and I, I don't know about you, Ian, but really. All we were doing here was handing out
2: business cards yeah, I basically, uh, I've used it to essentially ignore anyone who's on my hit list. Could touch base with a couple of people, like Thomas from Teamborn, mm-hmm. Um But basically have a wee sort of look at yeah. things I hadn't necessarily or sort of on my peripheral mm-hmm. for looking at the con and seeing if they are actually worth going to their stands and checking out the next day. So the first thing I did was go to like um, Osprey and Martin Wallace was there talking through Wildlands. Yeah, yeah. We, we had a chat with uh, Martin it's as well but yeah, no. I didn't get a chance to get a demo no, at the court, but it seems okay. It seems uh, I, th- I think thing. one of the things like, I mean, you'd said
1: prior to this convention that you'd really thinned out your hit list and were trying to prioritise things, but I mean, certainly we we had, uh, we wrote our own preview article with mm-hmm. the things we really wanted to see. We still didn't get to do everything that no. we wanted to do.
0: I was, I was pretty pleased with just how much we did manage to do, though. Um, so I I because I, I think the only thing we didn't really get a proper go out and we'll talk about it later is a sort of ice and fire and I think pretty much everything else we managed to cover. I
1: think so, yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll we'll, we'll talk about the the other days later. Yeah. The, um. So what what was your takeaway from the the press preview? Because
2: it was only like a like a two. Our event really yeah, wasn't it i i stayed i i was you were you guys turned up a little bit later i was there from the start i hang around i hung around for about an hour and a half or so thereabouts I mm-hmm. uh, just sort of did the rounds a couple of times speaking to a few different folks like i say cast my over a few things on on the profile it was useful in that way to see actually like get lay, lay eyes on games that you'd only heard of or seen pictures of and, yeah. and see if there was actually something you wanted to go and look at mm-hmm. um Although I mean I, I say we
1: were really just handing out business cards, but you know we're saying hello to a lot of people we knew. So,
0: Matt uh, yeah, Matt McKinnon of Rack and fame uh, and Bez and. Uh Uh, We managed to catch some of the Polyhedron uh, Collider guys briefly as well and so it was good to say hi because frankly we just did not have the time during the main con. It's really a place for you to make introductions rather than to do any actual press
1: work Mm. I think. So it's it's useful in that respect in that I think if if you're maybe coming to the show aren't quite sure what's there. Yeah. um, But... In, in so far as, as we were concerned it was more just
2: you know talking to people yeah. uh,
1: when's the best time to swing by your stand that right. sort of yeah. thing I
2: did, I did have a chat to a couple of exhibitors that were a little concerned like with uh, video folk taking up quite a lot of their time because they take a little bit they carry around cameras they take a little bit of time to yeah. then they ask their questions and like that's tw- like, like 20 minutes out of your two hours uh-huh. and you're watching other sort of press yeah, people yeah, go yeah. past yeah. so I don't know if that, like, the press preview is the place to do those kind of interviews I, I, I wasn't doing anything like that. I was just yeah, speaking well, speaking I'd like yourselves passing out cards like, and yeah. that kind it, of thing. It's yeah.
0: kind of like a maybe maybe not because uh, while it does take up a little bit more of your time, if you know uh, at, on tabletop as uh, yeah. the beasts of war guys are now known as, if they if they're interviewing you on camera right, you're you're probably gonna get a lot more out of that That's than true. you would yeah. by talking to yeah. probably ten uh, regular journalists. Yeah. So it. You know, it's swings and roundabouts, I think, really. Uh, There is one game I do want to talk about uh, because we didn't get a chance to see it uh, in the main con and uh, it was completely not on my radar at all. A really interesting looking role-playing game called Sins, set in a sort of near-future dystopian world. Um, The book and the presentation was absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. and I really like the idea of the setting. I've said it a couple of times on the podcast, but I, not that I dislike sci-fi and fantasy, but anything, any, any game that's not set in those yeah. uh, genres uh, always catches my eye a little bit more because I, I like to see something a bit different. Uh, so I'm, I'm gutted that we, I never actually got the time to swing by. Their stand if nothing else, they were lovely people as well. Yep. Uh, so we're definitely going to check that out because uh, as good as the theme is, uh, the proof of how good an RPG is, uh, how strong the actual game mechanics yeah, I are. Think,
2: I think that won the People's Choice Award as well for the RPG. Yes, I knew
0: it was nominated, so uh, congrats. Yeah. <laughs> but yep. uh, uh, we'll look into that at a future <clears throat> point. So Friday.
1: We were actually in one of the events.
0: Yes, we're in the uh, Shade Spire Grand Clash. Not only was this uh, Ben and I's first Grand Clash, this is actually our first organised play event for Shade Spire. I, I believe
1: it's also the biggest Grand Clash they've had in the UK yet. Something around 80 people. So, so. very much a baptism of fire for us. Um, but I have to say, I, I had a really good time all four of my opponents were, were genuinely nice mm. guys um, as far as results go um, we both won two lost two mm-hmm. um, I, I finished 28th uh, what, what position did you finish
0: Josh? Um, you know I, I, I don't think that's too important really no. nah, nah. So, I think the main thing is we, we won and lost the same number of matches and that, that's kind of like the end of that all right.
1: Um, so how how many how many of the exclusive activation
0: tokens did you get? Well, again, you know this this isn't like a big deal. Well, all right, you did better than me. All right, is that what you wanted me to say?
1: Josh finished forty fifth place.
0: Uh, I'm not better. No, not even top half. Oh, come on, man, kick a man, while he's down, <laughs> like jeez, oh, like. Look, people kick around phrases like "successful" and "failure," like, <laughs> but look, like, these are just words. These are just words. It's the taking part that counts. Uh, but no, uh, like I, I mean, I kid on. It's, it, I, we we both had a great day. Yeah, fun to play against a variety of different opponents, uh, and just actually, you know, it was it was nice to spend a little bit of the con uh, not being press people. Yeah, you know, in a, in a weird way. But uh, that was not the case for you, Ian, on Friday. No, I
2: was, I was full, full, full on press for, the, well, most of the three days. <laughs> uh, I had a quiet day today. But yeah, so my first appointment in the morning was Ruthless from Alleycat Games. I been yes. at many appointments at the comm, but that's really good. Sort of pirate themed deck builder. Mm-hmm. Uh, We're going to, yeah. From Roland's his surname temporarily escapes me. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, but, think the, I think his company's name is Roland's Revenge. Yeah, yeah. that's right, Roland's so. Revenge. So he's the artist and designer of yeah. the game. Really nice, fast-paced deck builder with some interesting twists on the sort of deck builder mechanics. We,
1: we were saying that because um, we, we played this yeah. game uh, on the Saturday morning and, and we actually managed to play it with the designer as well. Yeah. Um, and one of the things I really liked, because I, I can be quite critical of deck builders, mm-hmm. because I, I feel like a lot of the time they can just devolve into essentially you sitting across from another person while you're simultaneously playing a solo game. Yeah, you yeah. don't
0: you don't tend to enjoy spending half an hour watching me draw cards. No. I can't imagine why. It's incredibly entertaining to me. Yeah. Yeah, Remember. a lot of deck builders
2: can devolve into that sort of lonely fun around the table while yeah. you But you had take
1: the, you had a lot of cards that um, force your opponent to s- discard things from your hand and it actually worked like this this weird sort of poker yeah. type mm. mechanic into the game which which made it a lot more interesting than your standard deck builder. But was also like we were saying it like slightly thematic. Yeah. Definitely. Almost yeah. Like, you know, with the pirate theme.
2: Yeah.
0: It was uh, it's definitely what you can tell it's one of those games where it was designed with a right I'm gonna make a deck-building
2: game, and it's gonna be about pirates. How do I make it feel like it's about? Yeah, pirates? definitely. I really there's, like that. There's a lot of good theme comes through in that game And the, the price point's going to be right for it as well. They're saying like 20 to 25 quid when it comes out um, yeah, yeah, that's ba- absolutely back on Basically sold, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, <laughs> yeah,
0: and
1: the artwork is first class yeah as you'd
0: expect from a guy who uh, Roland's regular job is uh, an illustrator so you know I I think he's
1: done quite a bit of board game illustration Mm -hmm. I I don't have his credits to hand but we you know we'll we'll link to his personal page in the, the show notes
2: um but I th- I think he does a bit of work for video games as well. Uh, he, uh, I he I spoke to him in the ex- in the Hilden bar last night, and he I think he used to. I think he's now exclusively board games. Okay. So he guess, used to yeah. used to do some well, illustration work in video games because oh, the board game uh, markets. Yeah, big the board game for the board moment. game market's explode, so we We're talking about Essen, and he basically just goes to Essen to touch base with board right. game publishers yeah. and go yeah. and kind of draw things for you. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but I think I think yeah, the consensus with all three of us is uh, yeah. Ruthless is one to watch
2: yeah, yeah. Very out, game.
0: out later this year I believe yeah Alicat
2: Games it's going to be an S in release and hitting retail just beforehand they hope it yeah so it. And it is straight to retail straight to retail yeah. no kickstarter nothing yeah. like that yeah. Just, yeah. you will be able to buy it so autumn
0: release uh, yeah. keep your eyes peeled for that yeah one. if you
2: pre-order it from Alicat Games
0: you get a promo card as well oh there we go extra incentive yep it's uh, almost like they're good business people yeah they are indeed <laughs> yeah they're nice folks yeah, um, we, we were actually having a, a, a nice chat with Cesar as well before we, uh, yeah. Cesar being the the, the head home show of Valley Cat yeah. Games as well, it was great to yeah. uh, put a face to the name as well, yeah, or rather yeah. a, a human face rather than his uh, cartoon counterpart that yeah. I keep as seeing it's
1: on nice, Facebook. As nice as his little cartoon portrait is, yeah. it's nice <laughs> to see an actual human face as yeah. well. Um, but on, on the Friday, just before we dive back into sure. what you did the rest of the day... We did manage to catch up with Playfusion. Yes. Um, they, Playfusion are quite well known for Lightseekers, which is a very popular game now, got a big organized play circuit. Um, and what Playfusion do is they are both a tabletop and video game developer. Yeah. So all of their games have some sort of digital component. And the thing that we really wanted to catch up with them to talk about was Age of Sigmar Champions.
0: So we were lucky enough to uh, get to play the game. Unfortunately, we are under a non-disclosure agreement. Yeah. So we will talk about it in a future podcast once we have cleared with them what we're allowed to talk about. (laughs) So safe to say, though, I think all three of us were pretty impressed.
1: It's very good. Uh, We need to run by what we're allowed to talk about with Play Fusion, uh, before. Before we
0: vomit or vomit it all over the internet and annoy them, yeah. which we don't want to do. <laughs> so,
2: yeah.
0: uh, watch this space, that,
2: folks.
1: That was the only thing that we really got to, to look at on the Friday, so yeah. back to you, Ian. What yeah, did you...
2: so I hit up Brain Crack Games um, next uh, for a game called The Gig, which is about being in a jazz band. Wow! Nice. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> um, so, yeah, this is a light sort of dice placement game where each... Player is like either like the keys of vocal or the drums or something like mm-hmm. that. Um, you are placing dice in a central area as well, which is the song itself, um, but also scoring points by placing them in your little solo area. and There didn't quite gel for me, and but I'd like to play more. I'm certainly interested in it, and it's good to yeah. see game designers like approaching different topics uh, rather than just sort of the staples of like Josh was saying earlier, of sins, sci-fi, and fantasy, and that kind of thing, are mm. the staples. So, it's, yeah, it's good to see them trying to tackle different subjects. It's an interesting game, certainly, yeah. and I'd definitely like to play a longer... I, d- long I do love sci-fi and fantasy, particularly oh, yeah. fantasy,
1: but as you say, it is nice to see yeah. people pushing the boundaries and exploring different themes. Yeah. And
0: certainly being a jazz musician is not something I ever expected to see on a tabletop, so yeah. that's uh, that's awesome.
2: Yeah, over the course of the rest of the day I hit up um Badcat games uh, for Gladiator uh, Gladiators demo. Uh, I picked up a preview copy of that as well, mm-hmm. so I'll be getting that yeah. reviewed in the not too distant future. We got a, we got a
1: quick playthrough yeah. of Gladiators.
2: Um I think
1: we need to play it a little bit more. We did play yeah. one round, but yeah. um yeah,
2: I need to play the campaign mode, the campaign mode for it and that kind of thing before. Yeah. My initial thoughts
0: were I did like uh, the combat system. It yeah, feels very like, back and forth, yeah, the, the, feels the, like the an du- old fashioned sword fight.
1: Yeah, the dueling decks, uh, mm. where it's mm. essentially um, it's a sort of rock, paper, scissors mechanic. Yeah, effectively, right? yeah. Um, that was interesting, but I, I haven't made my mind up about the scoring system quite yet.
0: Yeah, yeah. But I. We have it on good authority that it feels a lot better uh, when you're playing it through a full campaign. Yeah, so, I think it will. Yeah, I think that's and a lot what we more. Need to sort try. Of,
2: yeah, a lot more sort of the gambling yeah. aspect will come in there. Sure. Um, Hill Towers of the Sun in the afternoon, which is um, a sort of like little sort stacking game. Abstract game. Abstract game of stacking little towers and like collecting sun for your little animal clan. It's a beautiful looking things, sort of like the circle with like all these little stacks of things yeah. and collecting sort mm-hmm. of sun crystals. Uh, it was myself and my friend Matt were playing it, it didn't quite work for us, no. uh, that might have been a little translation, that the gentleman who was teaching us English wasn't his first language, okay. yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, we did, we found that, like, that once there was a runaway leader there wasn't much he could do about it. Well, is there and not also
0: like, quite a few
2: of these sort of dexterity based stacking well, games? it's not and... dexterity based, it's, uh, oh, it's j- right, just an okay. abstract that happens to have a stacking element, ah, uh, element okay, in it. Okay, um, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so yeah, um, something I'd like to try again when it's m- more fully finished because i are still, I'm sure. still working on it. Um and in that area as well, here DigiSprite, which is a Dundee-based um, group that uh-huh. I would only come across in my preview, didn't know they existed until. I, the, I <laughs> until only heard Expo. about
1: them through Dave Wright because yeah. I, th- I think they've, they've either just
2: funded a Kickstarter or just launched one. Uh, they mm. just funded it. Yeah, okay. They launched just before yeah. Expo. They just funded it. Um, yeah. I've got a PMP to print out and um, give it a proper review at some point. But it's a it's a fun little game. You're sort of you're building like steampunkish bots and like climbing a massive tower to beat up an evil genius and steal their parts and then run back down to the bottom again to, <laughs> to, to give them to your evil genius just master who come then blow up the world away. with them just What's a not the yeah. yeah 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 it's it's a pretty fun little game and the art is absolutely fantastic as well yeah, right. it looks absolutely stunning it's a really nice looking thing um did I get around anything else that day oh yeah I helped dare to dream uh, sorry turtle dream games and they're game dare to dream they weren't really demoing that they were just sort mm-hmm. of talking through it okay it's a sort of tower defensey game with us a little bit like the Stuffed Fables kind of game that came out recently from Platax. Yeah, and like, we've got, got a copy of that. Yeah, Guardian Toys or like yeah. Stopping Nightmares coming at them and sure. it's like a one versus many kind of game. Okay. But I didn't really get a chance to play that. But the, again, i had gone there because the art's really nice on that game. Yeah. yeah. It uh, looks pretty good. I did pick up probably my purchase of the con on the Friday, which is a book of dry wipe um, dungeon mats. You were telling me about this. I it's think abs- it's it's up to a- an award, isn't it? Yeah, um, I'm not sure, but it is absolutely fantastic. And I know the guy sold out as well. But it's basically like 58 different maps, and you just turn open up the throne room or like a, the yeah, ring binder oh yeah 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 no, i have i've got it with me i'll show i'll show right. you a a later binder. it right. uh, yeah. and it's all dry wipe and everything's fantastic absolutely you just carry brilliant. It around with you yeah, yeah absolutely really brilliant
0: idea for any gm Because yeah. uh, I, I i know from uh, playing in the campaign uh, that Tom's running you know he spends absolutely ages yeah. preparing the maps and it's great they look fantastic and you know sometimes you just want to just yeah. you know oh.
2: what how different can a throne room look? Yeah, right? well, I'm, Boom. I'm a shocking <laughs> lazy GM when it comes to GMing, so anything that makes my life easier is, is always much appreciated, Excellent. and it always, always gives me a chance to buy things as well. Excellent. Yeah. So, on to uh, the Saturday, and as we've already
0: discussed, we, we, we had our play of Ruthless, yep. which we were pretty impressed with. Yep. Uh, then, what, then what did we uh, go and do? I can't remember strictly what order we did them in. <laughs> yeah, it's all a bit of a haze. <laughs> but we we did
2: play Wasteland Warfare, the the Fallout miniatures game. Yes. All right. I did we demo of that at Drag Me last year. I'm not to- as much into my mini games as you guys are. I thought yeah. it was yeah. I thought it was perfectly okay. Yeah. But it didn't really like blow we my both, mind or anything.
0: We both really liked it. Um, it the reason being right, like, um, a lot of. Um, a lot of companies, uh, particularly companies when they get a license, like <coughs> Fallout, they would just go, "All right, well, we've got the Fallout license. Let's just churn out a, a mini game where you, mini's game where you just you know chuck yeah. some we'll, dice, we'll stick our mechanics on yeah, the Fallout yeah, license, yeah, yeah. done, done. Yeah. Right? No, that's not what uh, it's Modiphius who are publishing it. This I think I believe this is Modifius' sort of first dip in the the yeah. pond that is uh, miniatures yeah, table predominantly
2: an RPG yeah out. that's right yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so they're doing they do star trek adventures uh conan tales, uh, tales, tales from the loop uh, that is not st- strictly them printing that i think that is from a f- uh is it finish all oh, right uh, free, uh, the free league publishing i think they're okay distributing sure it. so yeah. they're, they're distributing the free league stuff the sure. UK. yeah uh, i'm not sure if they're helping out with the printing there but they're mainly yeah. a distributor for yeah, those yeah. products uh, but that, certainly RPGs is what they're typically known yeah, for, and
0: this is our absolutely. first it. And we were having a really good chat with uh, John, who is uh, <coughs> who was brought on last year as uh, to manage their War Games division, and he was just sort of describing uh, their thought process behind the design of it, and he said he used to be a competitive uh, tabletop okay. player. He was uh, well into the Warmer Horde scene, mm-hmm. uh, and, but bit burnt out on it, yeah. stopped enjoying that sort of play. Sure. So while you could probably, he was saying you could probably play it competitively, it's not really designed with that in mind. The, the things that they are really pushing in this one is uh, narrative play, okay. uh, campaigns, and co-op. Sure. And certainly co-op is something I, off the top of my head, I cannot think of uh, another like, mini war game that does that so you fight against a uh, an ai deck okay uh, a, for a rival warband we had a go at it i was playing some super mutants and ben and charlotte were playing the vault survivors ben of course was uh, the last in the power armor yeah
2: just
1: made,
0: made a b-line for the the power armor
1: yeah <laughs> so it seems like a reasonable choice yeah i
0: managed to set you on fire you did, but then... It
1: didn't I, actually do anything. <laughs> I think... No, I actually brains your super mutant with a baseball bat. Because, you know, when you're in power armour, <laughs> that baseball bat becomes lethal. Yeah, it really does.
0: Yeah. And the fact of the matter is, uh, and you can testify to this more because you're a bigger fan of the Fallout series than I am, but it did... You have the look and the feel of Fallout, Yeah, right?
2: the thing's comes through quite well. I think the yeah. mechanics yeah, the, and their the iconography. and all that. Yeah, all yeah. the iconography on the dice, that kind of stuff. Yeah. It, it does scream that series. That, is, that has been very well done. Yeah. So uh, we are reliably informed that it is a finished game,
0: they're on a ship somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> They're te- making their way over. Yeah, they
2: were taking pre-orders January, February, and it was meant to be, I think it was meant to be a little earlier than this that was yeah. out, so It was coming out, so it's probably been delayed a wee bit by yeah. shipping them. But like certainly
0: coming but, out this year, and yeah. we're definitely checking it out, and uh, going to give a, a full assessment of it. But certainly, first impressions, very good. Uh, we, did, we did actually play a neat little game uh, before we hit Fallout, though. We played Ice Cool. Yes, we did. Uh, we've actually just been playing it uh, this yeah. evening before recording yeah. because cool, you picked excellent.
1: up a copy. Yeah, we only played it for ten minutes, but I loved it so much. I thought, I, I need to, I need to get this.
0: Yeah, it is so, fantastic. it's fantastic. Yeah.
1: just it, a great little game.
0: If you've never seen it, guys, basically, <laughs> um, you all play little penguins, and the little penguin mi- uh, miniatures are actually they've got like a rock and bomb picture. The old Sabutio uh, footballers. And you're just flicking them around, and three three of the players are students trying to catch all this fish around the board, and one of the player is playing the teacher, who's trying to catch the students. Yeah. And it is
2: just silly fun. Yeah, it's right? worth saying like that. Uh, although they are like the Sabido things, are a lot heavier. There's a bit. Yes. There's, there's a yeah, good weight in them, a good heft like in the ball. Many bottom.
1: versions of the sort of Roly Poly men. Yeah, yeah, the Weebles and yeah. things yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: yeah.
0: Uh, and it looks brilliant. The box actually forms the board as well, which yeah. is just a really, it's really so nice s-
1: bit. of... So smart, and it's just so satisfying putting yeah. it all together. And the artwork's all brilliant. And actually, the the box because it's all white with the little penguin on it and the blue f- font, it just. It just screams class. Yeah, it's a very yeah. it's
2: a very elegantly yeah. put together product. Yeah. And they they sold out of Ice Cold Two as well, which adds a bunch more options. Yeah. I played a board with Ice Cool two stuff and it had like a bit in the middle and moved around and you were saying you had, sti- uh, Ice Cool Two rewards you for trick shots. And yeah, stuff you get like, like a couple yeah. of cards that say like if okay, I'm gonna hit off this wall and through that door to get that fish, yeah. and if you pull it off you get points and <laughs> yeah things like that. Yeah, but you you absolutely
1: dominated us at Ice Cool tonight. We played it twice and in one both times.
2: Well, you see, he's what, what, a
0: peng, penguin shark. Yeah, if you will <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, I, I just
2: spent all the day practicing high school. Yeah, really. yeah. No, knowing that you're it <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Charlotte, let me know. Yeah, I was just like, like hiding hey, hey, behind hey, the hey, p- p-
1: pillar, watching me buy yeah, it. Yeah, like, <laughs> get in <laughs> there. <laughs> Go. <ahead.
0: laughs> yeah. So uh, we really, really enjoyed. Uh, we really enjoyed playing that game. Yeah. Uh, but yes, played Fallout. Uh, very good. Uh, very good first impression of that mm. as well um what what else did
2: we play yesterday it it becomes a little bit of a blur in the press because you're just you're going around so much stuff and talking to so many people it it just becomes a little bit uh, first thing i hit in the morning was uk indie rpg league which um is a Ah. little bit like the collective endeavor i used to be a part of it's independent Mm -hmm. rpg publishers banding together on a a single stall Mm. to cut costs and putting out their their products they had the really cool-looking Spire, which I almost backed last year, which is a yeah. sort of game set in a massive like, vertical city. And you level up by changing the mm. city around you, which sounds like a really cool idea, and the, the artwork's fantastic. They also are the sellers of Honey Heist and Jason Statham, Jason Statham's Lovely Holiday. Which, as it, just as a concept, sounds amazing. Yeah, you just so- have to help
0: Jason Statham have a lovely holiday. It's a two-page <laughs> RPG for, like, <laughs> two quid. Really. Does, someone, does someone actually get
2: to play Jason Statham? I don't know, because they had sold out, unfortunately, so I couldn't <sighs> grab a copy. But they did have the Honey Heist game, which is a game about bears stealing honey on a T-shirt. Yeah. The, actually, the, the
0: rules are actually the, the printed, rules are just printed on, a on a T-shirt.
2: So the GM just stands there, uh, yes. like, do, look do at me in my glory. Right? And apparently, yes. apparently, like the, the resolution system was written on the bottom in reverse, so you could like pull your T-shirt out and look at it. <laughs> That's excellent. Yeah, That's totally. That's excellent. Totally fantastic. One
0: thing we did try... Uh, the very tail end of Saturday, uh, we just got in there uh, as the exhibition hall uh, was closing uh, because frankly every time we popped by their stand they were mobbed, it was Villagers.
2: Villagers, is... Yes, but, that was the one. The hype is real on Villagers, <laughs> I got a preview copy um, sent to me, sent onwards to me by Rory from Boardmeans and uh, we had a couple of games on Saturday night yeah. and yeah. the hype is is real
1: we We were quite fortunate in that when we went by uh, Hakon oh yeah the designer was there really nice guy Um, and we he was he was quite smart because I I think it can be quite a long game depending on just how much um, of an engine the players end up building but we, we basically played two rounds of it and I will admit that I was a little bit confused at first at, at just how everything yeah. interacted. Takes a
2: lot. It takes a couple of turns yeah. to
1: grok probably exactly what's going yeah, on. Yeah, but what? once we got going, like I, I had all the um, a whole load of hay things oh, that yeah. were all interacting with yeah. one another, and I had uh, cards that were going to give me more points for the amount of hay things that I had. So it, so it's a lot of time with engine builders. It, it's a fight to get the best stuff, whereas in villagers, it feels as though there's a enough of a spread of cool things yeah. for everyone to build yeah and something
2: interesting and again it's, it's got that like some games i find like I, I quite like the game but the pace is totally off and with villagers it's like four or five turns you're done basically mm. so you you've got to like the draft is nice as you got, well. You got yeah. You've got to act, you've got to like yeah. really go aggressively in there if you want to win. So yeah. it, it, there's a really good pace to that game. Worth
0: stating as well, uh, the art style is absolutely lovely.
2: The art style is lovely, but there are so, I, there's some some of the cards where the villagers look very, very surprised at what they're doing. <laughs> They've got <like> these <laughs> this, this eyes that look slightly weird, googly eyes. Well, like I, the, uh, the, the, the Spelunker, actually. The, the Spelunker's like, the, like, the yeah, the the is like yeah, and the Apprentice is like cross-eyed.
1: I, <laughs> I, I think that must be deliberate. Well, do you know what Hacon explained that it's set in the Dark Ages, most of Europe's just died from the Black Death. Right, and mm. everyone's just trying to you know scrabbling to try and get these jobs to, to get enough. the world going again
2: so that's maybe why everyone's looking a bit deranged <laughs> that's true far away look in their eye yeah yeah it's on kickstarter right now it's doing incredibly well oh, it absolutely a, a, it's absolutely smashed its there's a bunch of stretch goals in there it's coming in a cool little box with like dividers and stuff like that and mm. I think the buy in for the version with wooden tokens is like 30 quid yeah or something it's, it's a, an absolute bargain yeah I've backed price. it yeah the, the so. design I backed it before getting to play it and yeah, it, yeah the, the hype is hype is strong and indeed real on that one it was yeah. very, very, very great was
1: saying like it, it's just completely overshot any of their expectations yeah, every there. every time
2: I passed that buyout stall I was just like nope I'm not getting in there no nope, I'm not getting and in they there and pre-
1: they were pretty remote yeah they were you can it's tell they,
0: what, it's, it's indicat- indicative of uh, they really weren't expecting how successful that Kickstarter yeah. was going to be because yeah. they have they uh, have I mean, it was a nice store. Don't get me wrong, but basically they had what two demo tables, yeah. and that's it. Whereas, well, yeah. like some of the stores are absolutely massive, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, it was just mobbed every single time, yeah. uh, and for good reason. So, we're really looking forward to uh, giving that a proper go. Uh, I believe we're getting a review copy sent, so we'll uh, share our so. thoughts yeah. on that. Uh, but again, first impressions, very good. Yeah. 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 Uh, and then uh later on on uh, Saturday we uh went to a gig. We went to see uh, The Jolly Boat. Yep. Who were uh, lovely lovely guys, two brothers. Uh we uh, we actually bumped into them on the train on Thursday night. Yeah. Yeah. Uh and uh, they are a comedy duo uh, that uh, perform music absolutely uh, hilarious. It was uh I was laughing pretty much for the whole hour straight. Yes. yes. Uh, so I, if you I, and they do all sorts, they do Edinburgh fringe and all of that. So yeah. worth worth checking out if you uh, ever get an opportunity. If you're easily offended, though, maybe maybe sneakily. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, we're not though. No. 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 Uh,
1: I yeah. I probably got that impression.
0: Yeah, no, that's probably evident. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, so which brings us on. I oh, will actually. What else did you were you able to check Ian? Or uh, so I
2: checked out uh, the new game from Ye Games, um, who um, do Ominos, which yes. is a dice rolling placement game. They've got a new one called Ominos Hieroglyphs. This is the tile uh, tile mm. line thing. Um, I th- I think I like it more than Ominos. It's a little lo- really? Less. It's less luck based. I quite like Ominos, but it's a little bit too luck based for my taste. Yeah. But uh, the tile. Uh, yeah, the tile line and sort of choices. Are, just enough choices to be interesting without being overwhelming. Mm-hmm. So I think
1: I think Rory said to me, on the I think it was the Thursday night actually. He he felt the opposite. Yeah,
2: that he preferred Orbanos. Yeah, Rory's a big fan of Orbanos though. He's yeah, he really really likes that game. Um, yeah. but yeah, I I think I think it's a it's a little better title, and I think I'll do I think I'll do really well for them. I mean, Orbanos yeah. has been a massive hit for them. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, hopefully I'll do well. They we had a few sort of them. Um, Pre-production copies, I think, on the on the stall over Expo, and that'll be coming out properly later in the year. Yeah, it's a really interesting little Taiwanese game. who' also have—I'm referring to my website because I can't actually remember. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, I went to Inspiring Games, um, who are a, a Scottish company that I only get to see at cons because reasons. Yes. Um, so yeah, they're doing um, Legends Untold. I've got the right that the right way around, I think. Um, and that's that's coming out fairly soon to backers and they're going to be hitting retail as well I believe
0: yeah this was um, something that
2: Charlotte was able to check out while yeah. we were
0: at Spire actually and she was pretty impressed yeah
2: it. I previewed I, right back but when I s- decided to start doing the journalism side of the brain um uh they were one of the first companies who contacted me for previews and i previewed it before the art uh, for the art change and everything sure. and i liked it but it it didn't need that sort of graphical kick in the pants and it's yeah. absolutely had that it looks fantastic yeah now. it looks really it's quite really a good. fantasy kiltiki vibe yeah cool. definitely I also did manage to check out Lord of the Horde with Ross from More Games Please and Rory from Board Means. That's their new game. I'm not... Sh- I, I think it's still in development at the moment of, like, basically being an orc warlord beating yeah. dwarfs up. So that was something you'll probably not Oh, really that's bad. right. If you're off yeah. straight, Ben. Nope. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. I'm out. It's, 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 it's incredibly dwarfist. Yeah. It's a, totally <laughs> dwarfist. <laughs> dwarfist.
1: Bang out of order.
2: Yeah. Yes. It, it was okay. Dwarf think- lives matter. <laughs> <laughs> It was an okay game I think Rory, Ross and I all felt like it needed still, it needed still a little bit more work mm. uh, there was a sort of dueling thing <laughs> that happened if you both, but essentially you're fighting over settlements for glory mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and you choose secretly where you're going uh, and there were six for three of us there were six settlements to use from for three of us so it meant we never ended up in the same place so the dueling system that's in there, we never saw. We, we, okay. we, had, yeah. we had a wee go of it because they wanted to show us. Yeah, yeah. yeah, sure. So like I I've fed back to Kevin a little bit about like changes I think they can make to make yeah. that make that sing a little bit more. I'm going to email them about that mm. soon. But yeah, it, it's it's certainly got potential. It just it just needs that sort of final polish to make it really really sing. And mm. uh, yeah, I think they'll have a like nice, an card car game on their hands. Yeah. Yeah. Good fun. Cool. Uh, who else like help help the noble artist who's going contacted me just before. Uh, hit expo he had his game called I'm going to get this name right Hero Master which is an epic game of epic fails where you're basically the rubbish heroes because all the good heroes have gone off to do other things uh-huh. a, oh, a, right. a dragon turns up in your village yeah. it's sort of, um, got, sort of got a sort of comedy dungeon-y kind of slightly munchkin-y vibe to it. it it was an okay little game mm-hmm. maybe a little overly really complicated for my taste a little bit, a little bit too gotcha uh, for, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. for what I usually like but really nice art um, and yeah fun, fun wee game
1: it was one that I think we were Hoping to try and check out, but yeah, just not enough
2: hours in the day
1: yeah. <laughs> in the four days that we've been here. Yeah,
2: I did get, I did get, manage to get to play the mind in the evening as well, which is the sort of current BGG, Marmite hotness thing. Yeah. nobody
1: cared about that game until it got nominated for Spiel the
2: Iris. Yeah, I, I, I did enjoy my games a bit. Okay, it is a game, it's not just an activity think like, so, there are choices to be made. Right. It is definitely going. You're either going to love playing that with people if you've got the right group, or absolutely hate it. It's I, definitely uh, one of mine. Right. And I think the group you're playing with it is probably going to matter a lot. Right. I know. I know this sounds terrible, but I hate the idea. Yeah. I, when I heard about it, I was like, "That's not a game." But <laughs> I did. I did enjoy it. And there are choices to be made. And it, it's. It's it's a little bit more nuanced than you just play the lowest card there are some other things to think about as well uh-huh. so you've got like cards that make everyone discard the lowest card and that kind of thing so there's choices to be made about how quickly you can get through like a level mm. of, of the mind yeah. but yeah I, I need to play it more to form a proper opinion but it, it's an okay it's an okay little game Yeah, it, I don't think it's like Top amazing thing that those who really love it seem to well, think Well, I was going to say. I don't really feel that I'm going to be missing out on anything. No, if
1: I don't get around no. To I
2: mean, it. it was it was perfectly good fun, but yeah. it's not like oh my god, it's the yeah. best thing ever. But the
1: People on the internet are losing their minds over it. You see sh- yeah. all week. That's yeah.
0: a solid. Uh, I'll give that one a six. So is is a six average in your book or? Well, uh, by definition, five is average. Is
2: there somewhere on our site we can go and look at the, the rating system and exactly what that means? I shall publish the rating yeah. system uh, upon the website in, yeah. uh, in good time. in, 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 in journalist, and, you know, journalist, open yeah, integrity. For, to, in, in yeah.
0: interest of being open and honest about the a- uh, scoring system. Yeah. Uh, it was good. It was, it, it was good. Yeah. Um, but uh, it, could, it could have obscured the pun a bit more to uh, make it uh, a little better. critiquing
2: uh, puns that's just that's (laughs) that's just low I'm disgusted well you're
1: talking to the dad joke aficionado here (laughs) Uh,
0: now come on uh, I can't take that uh, title of Scott Scott is the king of dad jokes (coughs) Scott hi (laughs) he'll be listening (laughs) <laughs> I hope so. Uh, just before we move off from Saturday, there was one RPG that we spotted that really caught uh, yours and Charlotte's attention. Not really my sort of thing, but you were really interested in it because it had a bit of a Celtic vibe to it.
1: Shadows of Esther
0: Yes. Uh, really, really interesting, though. Uh, its It's got a very dark, sort of, mm. like, uh, sinister horror feel to it. Um
2: Ian, we. I think Shadows of Estrin is your very typical fantasy heartbreaker, effectively. Right. I, you think it, so? Yeah. I. I, I mean, it, it looks don't get me wrong. The art and everything looks gorgeous, but there is a lot of it. Mhm. And I have, I have not never heard like absolutely shining things about it. I mean, I think it's okay, but I don't. No, it's much more than that, I haven't played it myself, so I can't say. Yeah, but uh, so we we've not played it either. I mean, we my, my we didn't even mate, know it existed until. Yeah, my Saturday. mate Gans from the from the Smart Party podcast was uh, is the guy I stay with a uh, expo. I think he has bought the book or read through it, and he's got a fairly good eye for RPGs. And it was just kind of like it's okay, but it's. So this is
0: this is the the thing actually when we were chatting, um, but it, we, I I tend to find when you're chatting RPGs uh, with any company, unless you're sitting down and actually trying it, you don't get into the, like the sort of meat and potatoes about what yeah. the mechanics are and how it works. So, no. uh, but in terms of theme and yeah. the aesthetics of it, uh, very well presented. Yeah, um, a bit it's a bit dark for my taste yeah. personally. I'm am a light-hearted kind of.
1: I I, guy. D- I don't like games where they go. Oh, combat's lethal
2: because it's like I want to run around punching orcs. Yeah. Mm. I mean, some games will have that to to make it feel like realistic. I guess like so like I've run quite a lot of um, Pendragon. Yeah. Um, and combat is meant to be. It's meant to hurt in that because you're hitting each other with really big swords and you have very little to protect you. Yeah. And so combat's meant to hurt, and you're meant so like it does make the characters behave differently because yeah. you like yeah. like let's get into combat maybe not because yeah. we'll get murdered
1: i get i mean i get that the certainly
2: the it's very di- it's a very different style of play yeah
1: the the setting sounded interesting but yeah. I, I i i quite like getting stuck in yeah to combat in games so that that i found a little bit off-putting but the yeah. the um they they had this really interesting um idea for the, the enemies in this game and it's, it's it's this force that infects all life so they mm. were saying like there's things in the game like you can be walking along and then the roses are just like following you so the, they've, so that that sounded quite interesting that the threat in the game is a bit more in, insidious yeah. than uh, your big ugly orcs that are yeah storming your castles yeah mm-hmm. right. um but i i think i, I love the artwork but I, I don't i don't know if i'm interested enough to necessarily yeah. explore it
2: yeah I, th- I think the really interesting stuff happening in rpgs right now is still happening in indie scenes of so things like blades in the dark and uh, mm. forgotten lands which was on the uk and rpg stand i mentioned earlier which is sort of post-apocalyptic kind of game but yeah. like what what happens afterwards what do you do now rebuilding the world kind of stuff from mm-hmm. Uh, actually rebuilding the world, um, Spire as well looks really cool, and there's a lot of like, in the sort of indie scene, there's a lot of uh, RPGs tackling really interesting subjects and like branching out from like, your more traditional sort of fantasy sci-fi stuff. Yeah. And tackling really cool things.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So uh, so that was our Saturday pretty concise. Well, maybe not so concise. Yeah. round Roundup of our Saturday. No. But round it nonetheless. <laughs>
1: Hi, everyone. Thanks for listening to part one of our UK Games Expo review. We hope you have enjoyed it. Part two will be available for your listening pleasure from the 7th of June. So be sure to listen in then. In the meantime, why not follow us on Twitter and Facebook? You can find us under Unlucky Frog. Also, check out our Patreon. If you want to support us, you like what we do... go to www.patreon.com forward slash unlucky frog and that will give you all the information you need to find out how to support us thanks